We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Danny and Dusty. My Uncle Gus is the uncle that likes to work the grill. As soon as he walk in the house, he's like, get away from that grill. You don't know how to start no fire. With the latest on the Blazers, Ducks, Beavers, and the hottest topics in sports. We're going to eat a hamburger, okay? Here we go. Chad, throw the match. Now that's a fire. Danny and Dusty on the Odyssey app and 1080. I'm not cooking a Brontosaurus burger. The Fan. During the break, I saw along my Twitter feed that Colt McCoy is one still playing in the NFL. What? I thought he... Yeah. Yeah. He's, really? the back, he's Kyler Murray's backup. Um, Interesting. And two, also a, a friendly reminder that Texas not back because there's a picture of Colt McCoy in all Texas Tech gear head to toe because he lost a bet with Ooh. his head coach, Cliff Kingsbury, who they might have even played against each I other. I think, Yeah. <laughs> If, I mean, we're talking at least within two years. Um, but he's head-to-toe in Texas Tech gear. And I'd just like to remind everybody, you heard it here first, Texas not back. Did you see the video from the Texas Tech locker room? No. Oh, it's fantastic. They're, Joey McGuire, is, their coach, is something electric. else. Yeah. He, uh, he, he said Texas is not back, and Texas runs through Lubbock. Perfect. It was like... And there was there was multiple cowboy hats in the background. I think Baylor and A and M may have something to say about that. Yes, but, but it was it was. But he, while we're here, yeah, I, he uh, he was he was into it, man. Like he's got some juice. My goodness, come on, people! It was it was the most predictable thing ever. They played Alabama tight because Alabama never leaves their home state or the South. Yep, and I had to travel a whopping four hours. Yeah, and still we're in the South. Um, <laughs> And they got, they had a tight game, and everybody just started drooling over them. No, I, this is Texas. Also, Miami lost to Middle Tennessee State. And Middle Tennessee State's coach said the exact same thing on a Zoom call yesterday. Mm-hmm. He said, Thanks for the one and a half million. He said, Miami ain't back yet. And he goes, I, I know Florida State's all happy, happy that we won. But I'll, he goes, I'll go ahead and say it. we kicked their butts. Yes, you did. Murfreesboro, Tennessee. Mm-hmm. 
Oh my goodness! Have you ever driven through the state of Tennessee? Absolutely, it is. And you go through, and it you're is like, a uh, what do you call it? a time capsule? It's like an hour and a half, I think, outside of Nashville. Mm-hmm. It is, boy. I've driven Murfreesboro through the, is a is an experience. I've driven through almost the entire state of Tennessee, mm. and it is from Memphis on the west all the way through the east of Tennessee. Like I said, it is like a time capsule. You start in Knoxville. like. You starting in the uh, in the modern day, yeah. and the further east you move, the further back in time you go. Yeah, well, Texas lost, so sorry, Texas. Wee. By the uh, way, Cliff Kingsbury drafted in two thousand three, Colt McCoy in two thousand ten. Oh, Are they that far apart? My gosh, my god! I thought they were within two years of each other. Nope, I was way off. Nope, nope. I would have never guessed that in a bajillion Slimmy, years. Sammy, Swami, Swami. Swinson, Swinson, Samson, Samson. I was way off. Ah, there it is. Well, in our defense, all the Texas Tech quarterbacks kind of blend they together. They do blend together. Yes. The only distinguished one being Patrick Mahomes. And so that means Colt McCoy, uh, if he was drafted in 2010, by my math, he started playing there in 96. So they may have played against yeah, each other. Because tracks. he seemed like he was there forever. Wait, Kingsbury was before Vince Young? Yeah, a little bit overlap, actually, that last but year, mean, right? Yeah, but yeah. I mean, like, that's, my goodness. He's a handsome devil. He, he looks young. He yeah, actually I, looks younger than oh, yes, than Colt McCoy. All right, let's get to this. We didn't get to it before. Uh, oh, yeah. Bill Connolly hmm. of ESPN, he did his. First of all, how dare you? What? No, Bill Connolly. Oh, why? This, this, what do you do? The, the rankings. Oh, he ranked college football's 21 remaining unbeaten teams. There are 21 of them. Uh, we had 33 heading into the weekend. There's 131 FBS programs. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is kind of rarefied air that they're in now. 21 uh, are unbeaten. And 16%. This list is going to get shorter and shorter as you know you keep on going down the list. But they use the SP Plus uh, analytic ranking, which, okay, basically, if you want to know how this thing is all calculated and how it all gets out there, they basically look at your efficiency numbers based on the tempo of your team, your opponents, and how efficient you are as as a collective, right? Offense, defense, special teams, okay? It's just one of many metrics that are out there to judge teams, but um, this is basically your dominance in a game, Okay. Uh, because that would be your efficiency and how much you control the tempo of the game in in the manner that you want you want the game to be played. Okay, so with all of that said, you have 21 teams ranging from Coastal Carolina all the way to Georgia, Kansas, TCU are sprinkled in there too. Where do the remaining Pac-12 teams rank in this list? Uh, coming in at 16 is UCLA. UCLA still unbeaten. They really haven't played anybody. But they are playing far better than they have before. The Football Power Index has the Bruins at 38th. The SP Plus has the Bruins at 19th in the country. So of the ranked, uh, there's rank, uh, there's teams with losses obviously ahead of UCLA yes. in the SP Plus, and they're unbeaten. Their schedule's been due to. I mean, it's been one of the easiest schedules in the country. Yeah, and I, I think it's a little wild that people are like. Oh, we're going to find out what Washington's all about when they go down to UCLA. True, it's their first game out of Seattle. But who's UCLA played? Literally nobody. They've played Colorado last week. Mm -hmm. South Alabama they squeaked out at home. 
By the way, Colorado, they won 45-17 on the road. Ooh. Okay, That was their first trip out of the Rose Bowl was this past week. Uh, South Alabama, Alabama State, and then Bowling Green. They've crushed three of their four games. The one tight one was South Alabama. They have played nobody. Uh, that is not a tough schedule. That is not a tough schedule at all. They are at 16th, uh, but they, they do say that they're – um, control of those games has been pretty apparent, but they've only one team ranked higher than 117th in the country, and that is South Alabama, and they needed a last-minute field goal. Okay, After that, uh, North, uh, you have Florida State at 15, and then at number 14 is Washington. Uh, the metrics do not like Washington because they didn't trust them heading into the year. No. So now there's an actual there's an adjustment period that's happening right now. And yep. if you see that how these numbers will look, they will look invariably different after the UCLA game one way or another. They are either going to plummet or they are going to skyrocket because it's going to solidify. Now, the computers need some time to recalibrate because, again, they played a, a soft schedule. They mm-hmm. they take care of their business against Stanford. They played their first month all at home. Now they get to hit the road. They, they've they jumped in these rankings up 33 spots in SP+. They've jumped 30 spots in the FPI up to 24th and 18th respectively. Mm-hmm. So this is where this is what the problem is with the Pac-12 as a whole is that these teams are so bad a year ago mm-hmm. that now like teams like Washington and USC it needs time to recalibrate yes. because their talent level has has not been great heading into the no, year. No, and it's drastically different. You bring in Penix, you bring in Caleb Williams, you bring in powerful offensive-minded coaches and other transfers. And it's you look at both schools, yeah. both USC and Washington, what, Dusty? Four wins each last year. Mm-hmm. They were just a steaming dog mess. And so you're getting these recalibrations, and you're not really sure how things are going to look. And for Washington, they'll get their first test against UCLA. And USC, after Arizona State, they go down and they take on Utah. So in between uh, Washington and USC is North Carolina State at 13, Kentucky at 12, and then you have USC, 19th in the SP+, and then the Football Power Index, they are ninth in the country total. Mm-hmm. Uh, here is the problem that they're finding with USC. Um, they have a, an offense. It says, after three games with a devastating offense and a lucky-as-hell defense, the Trojans blurred the picture by beating Oregon State with great, if still turnover-dependent defense and an offense that averaged less than five yards per play. Excellent complementary football, an offense that isn't as good as we thought, a team that's going to fall apart in the moment the turnovers go away. You can see whatever you want to see right now. I see a team that I all officially trust when it's still unbeaten after their October 15th trip to Utah. Basically, the metrics don't like what USC is doing because they rely so heavily on turnovers. Because they're so far... I, I want, again, to illustrate. I, I heard uh, Dirt and Spray talk about this in the morning. I heard uh, uh, Isaac talking about this yesterday. USC's turnover differential right now is better than all of the Pete Carroll years combined, better than any time under Clay Helton, Sark, uh, Kiffin. They are the nation-leading plus 14, and they have not committed a turnover. Yeah, we, we talked about that last week. I mean, we, that's a, that was one of the things we talked about heading into that game. Is there plus 14? I mean, it's not even close at this point. No. The closest power five is Penn State, which is plus eight in turnover margin. And that's a great 
turnover margin. Oh, that's incredible. Like, if you're plus eight at the end of the season, man, you were patting everybody on the back. Yeah, plus eight is, is great. They're plus 14, which number two nationally is Louisiana Lafayette, which is at plus nine. That's how good this team is in turnovers, but the way that the analytics community sees turnovers is a lot of luck. There's a lot of volatility. Yes, because of the fact you get a team that just takes care of the football, you're not going to get it. Listen, you run run into a a military academy that never fumbles, and they just run the ball. Mm -hmm. There's no opportunities for interceptions. How do you get that team off the field? Because that's that's really been USC's MO is Ben don't break, be good in the red zone, and turn teams over. And this will be the hard part for USC is when you're looking for respect, luckily there's humans. Luckily there are humans that go to the tradition of USC because the analytic matrix are sitting there and they're going, yeah, we don't trust them yet because the schedule is you got one tough game on the road at Oregon State, then you get Arizona State, and then USC has Washington State, State. I think, coming to them after that before they go to to Utah. Okay? Like, Washington State will be a tough test for them. Mm-hmm. I want to see if that show travels on the road. Yep. Okay, because that could just be electric. They don't fit the profile of a team that beats Lincoln Riley, though. No. Because Oregon State does with their extremely stout secondary. You are very uh, conservative but efficient offensively. Mm-hmm. See the way they lost the game with inefficiency offensively. Yes. Okay? And you have to be play tight and perfect game. Washington State doesn't fit that profile. That's why Utah Utah does. Utah, Utah is the supersized version of Oregon State. Yep. They have the better quarterback play. They have the one of the best corners in the country. Like they, they have the ability on every level to be what Oregon State was on steroids. So with all of that said, of the three Pac-12 teams that are undefeated, they top out of just the undefeated teams in the country, not everybody else, with USC at 11. Which USC is sixth. In the AP poll. Yep. And that means you have teams like, and this is, again, remember, this is the opponents that you've played with the football power index, right? And then these efficiency models go back to you, how you control the tempo of the game, okay? Your efficiency on offense and your efficiency on defense and special teams, okay? USC, because of the volatility of their defense, bending but don't breaking, you think of all of those opportunities Stanford had, in a couple of weeks ago, mm-hmm. where they just didn't convert two interceptions in the red zone, you have you have the four interceptions from Oregon State. Computers mm-hmm. don't like that, no. which puts teams like Minnesota ahead of them. The analytics are saying Penn State, Penn State. Uh, Ole Same Miss, profile. Oklahoma State. You know those are the pro Tennessee, all of those ones, and then the blue bloods like your your uh, Clemson's, Alabama's, Michigan. Alabama's, Michigan. Georgia, yeah. Those ones are all up there Oklahoma because State they play won. dominating. Style of football. Oklahoma State one's surprising to me. Uh, Oklahoma State comes because in they're at seventh. Well, they're in, and they're the interesting thing is on the SP Plus and FPI, they are behind USC on both. They're fifteenth and twentieth. Interesting. Yeah, um, I have no idea why why they would be ahead of them, but Bill Barnwell has them. I think it may be what what you're looking at ahead, probably, too, and your your odds of going undefeated in the Big Twelve a lot easier than. In the Pac-12 right now, yeah. For USC, it is the Utah game. If if Ooh. USC gets by, if the if they let's say again, I'm counting chickens before they're hatched here as USC. But if they get past Utah, their their chances of going undefeated at that point in time skyrocket. If you look at the this whole formula that Barnwell put out and was on Football Outsiders and all that, uh, Utah is at 11th. <clears throat> 
then you have to scroll, scroll to Oregon at 27, uh, and then USC at 32, uh, and this is then UCLA at 36. This is just on a pure efficiency standpoint. Pac-12 doesn't get a lot of love, and I no. think that's what it has a lot to do with that's, it. That's, because of how bad the conference has been, and rightfully yeah. so. Like The model is adjusted based on competitive strength, and the competitive strength of the Pac-12 has been waning. And it, it very much looks like it's on the way back. This will be one of the fun things for me to see, though. I'm looking with my eyes at the Pac-12 as a whole, mm-hmm. and there are nine teams that are vastly improved. Yes. And they are going to be problem. Like, you can see it. You can see it, and that's why it is a good thing that you do have human polls and humans yep. voting because, you know, a computer probably would have bumped Oregon down for a 44-41 win on the road. People that watch that game on national television went, oh, no, that was a that, – that team, they rallied, and they came back at the end, and mm-hmm. they had a flawless two minutes and 48 seconds. Did they get lucky? Yes, yeah. but that's still a good football team, and it's hard to win on the road. Yeah, and especially with what they did in the final final three minutes. And I think the same thing is true for uh, not necessarily the unbeatens, but for Washington State and Oregon State. Mm. All right. Well, Pac-12 getting no love uh, from the computers. Good thing the computers don't determine the national championship game any longer. Thank God. <laughs> Can you believe right. we actually did that? Yeah, it was a lot better than the other process, though. All right, uh, top 10 versus bottom 10. Which team do you have faith in becoming a contender in the National Football League? Danny and Dusty on the fan. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other other leading commerce platforms and sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. and Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24/7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast (sighs) spring is a time of renewal so why not refresh your home with a little help from blinds.com we make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. 
Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step and into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Uh, some of the old statistics today, and it is crazy. We we know who the good teams are in the NFL, right? Please. You can you can look around. You can say Miami good at football, Philadelphia good at football, Buffalo good at football, really good at football, uh, Kansas City. I'm still going to put Kansas City, even though they had a clunker. Really good at football. Still, right? you take a look at all the stats; they're up there, even though they face planted against the Colts. Boy, but we had some teams. Baltimore also put in the very good at football category. Mm-hmm. But there are some teams. That when you look at them, you go, they just don't make sense right now. High expectations heading into the year on the San Francisco 49ers out of the NFC West. Okay, Their offense has been atrocious. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers, high expectations. Their offense has been atrocious. The Rams. They've been dinged up, though, all over the place. Cincinnati, another one. Super Bowl last year. You get Burrow back, you get a brand-new offensive line. Their offense has not been good at all. Denver, let Russ cook, right? <laughs> Blah. It has not been that way. And this is incredible to think about. With those four teams that I just mentioned right there, San Francisco, Tampa Bay, Cincinnati, Denver, according to Pro Football Focus, the number one defense in the NFL right now is the San Francisco 49ers. Yes. The number two defense in the NFL is the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Hmm. The number three defense in the NFL right now is the Cincinnati Bengals. Hmm. The number six defense in the entire NFL is the Denver Broncos. Mm -hmm. Okay? All four of those teams rank in the bottom eight offensively in the NFL. So San Francisco's 29th, Tampa 24th, Cincinnati 25th, Denver 28th. And I pose this question do we feel like all four of those teams are going to figure it out offensively? Because if they do, they fit the profile of Super Bowl contenders. All four of those teams, which we had expectations for heading into the year, have been absolute disasters offensively mm-hmm. through the first three weeks of this season. Uh, full disclosure, I picked the Cincinnati Bengals to return to the Super Bowl. I yeah. firmly believe in that team, the talent on both sides even. And through the first two weeks, remember one of the things I said, are the Bengals in trouble? They you have them a- winning the Super Bowl. Yeah. You, have, you have them beating the 49ers in the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. I'm looking at our picks right now. Yeah. I have uh, – wait, I wait. I don't know where I went. I have got uh, the Bills over the Niners. So and Jeff, the Niners. Jeff Russ picked them sneaky Eagles. They got the, he's got Bills Eagles. 
Yeah, Looking, but yeah, you do. You have two of these yes. teams, so you better hope both of them figure it out. I, I thought that they would figure out the quarterback play with the San Francisco 49ers. I thought they would eventually sw- swap to Jimmy G and be stabilized, kind of figure some stuff out there. They've they picked up more injuries. And, ugh. Trent but, Williams out with, the, with an ankle High ankle injury. sprain, yeah. Um, but when we talk about Cincinnati as one of the 0-2 teams to start the year, and one of the things that I said was the one thing that has stood out from Cincinnati to me is that Joe Burrow was a dumpster fire in week one against Pittsburgh, and they were still in that game even though he had all those turnovers, even though that their team was had negative field position because their defense was nails. Now, Pittsburgh is a dog water offense, but it's still the NFL. Mm-hmm. Cincinnati did everything they needed to to get Joe Burrow out of that game, and he just couldn't get out of his own way. Mm-hmm. But then the Bengals did it again. And then they did it again. Now you've got them through three weeks, and you're going, this is a nasty, nasty defense. Yep. Joe Burrow started to figure it out. The offensive line started to figure it out. Here's the thing. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers, they need to get healthy. The San Francisco 49ers, they need to get healthy. Yep. The Denver Broncos, they need a lot of help. The Cincinnati Bengals, they're one problem, keeping Joe Burrow upright. Well, n- not not as much as you'd think, though, because – he got sacked in week one seven times. Mm-hmm. The ensuing two games, he's been sacked a total of seven times. Yes, but he's still being pressured like crazy. That is going to be something that it will remedy itself as they get. And I've I've been firm on this mm-hmm. as Joe Burrow won plays because he didn't play in the preseason. As he plays games and as that offensive line gets continuity, which is being hamstrung by the fact that Lyle Collins is battling through some injury stuff right now, too. Mm -hmm. As that offensive line gets some continuity to it, they're going to be just fine. I I think think their offense will be really stable. And this is why I firmly believe the Bengals are going to turn around, and they are going to be that, what is it, 11% of teams that start 0 of 2 and make it to the playoffs. I I, think they are genuinely going to figure it out and go on a tear. Like, I love Thomas Edward Brady. I know his receiving core is, is... Beat to all hell. And his offensive line doesn't exist. But the offensive line is the question that I have that I, it won't be fixed because he's got season-ending injuries yes. on that offensive line. That worries the hell out of me. Yeah. And if you're a Tampa fan, that has got to worry you too because I don't know if you're going to fix that and remedy that by the end of this season. I mean, Can Byron flip them to a, just a West Coast offense from hell? Byron Leftwich? Yeah. I Their mean, offensive coordinator. Yeah, can, can he get them? Can you no, go? Tom Brady does that, not not Byron Leftwich. I'll I, tell you that for I'm just, sure. Can they reel in the? Let's say they get Evans healthy. They yeah. get Godwin healthy. Too too big. Well, not necessarily Evans being healthy, being a big ass, but Godwin healthy because the hamstring off the knee is always a little bit weird. But just do enough Boy, with those two receivers because you know you're not going to have the time. Teams have gotten so good. Taking it, that away? Well, taking everything away, you have to be able to run the football. You, ha- you have to be able to run the football. Corners are, 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 are hip to it now. Defensive coordinators have are scheming that you-know-what mm-hmm. out of if you want to stretch you vertical, um, put two safeties in back there and play flat across, mm-hmm. and good luck. Um, so you got to be able to run the football because you, you'll empty out that box, and you have to be able to run. Yeah. You have got to be able to do it. And is Fournette going to be healthy beyond the offensive line? Another massive question that has never been resolved. And so while I am 100% in on the Bengals figuring out, I'm probably 60% out mm. on uh, Thomas Edward Brady and the, and the Bucks. 
There's just too many injuries on the offensive line. Yeah. I think we'll we'll figure this out. I think of those four teams that we named, I think Cincinnati has a great opportunity to figure it You're, out. Okay, so we're both we're both in on the Bengals. I think Denver does. I think Denver does. I th- I th- I I like what they have. I am trusting Russ less and less each week. I'm putting oh, it at a coin boy. toss for me. Are they going to have to fire Nathaniel Hackett to do the, it? Yeah, that's the thing. Is like, I mean, they, did you saw they hired a coach to guys, come in and game manage, yeah. right? Guys, I don't think like we sit there and like blaming Nathaniel Hackett for game management stuff is one thing. Don't blame the whole offense on Nathaniel Hackett. One, no, Russ I, didn't play, and this is going to be the fourth offensive coordinator that Russell Wilson's had that we blame the coordinator. Yeah, no, that's what I said. I <laughs> I, I'm trusting Russ less ding, and ding, less. Ding, 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 There's yeah. one common denominator, and it's not the team. No. It's the quarterback. Yeah, and that's what I said. So I'm, I'm, I'm a coin toss on the Broncos being able to figure it out. And just, there's just too many variables there for me. And then San Francisco is going to be really interesting if they can stay healthy because they have Trent every big. single – they have every single thing that you would point to to say that's a Super Bowl champion team. With Trent Williams healthy, you have a great offensive line. You have a phenomenal pass rush. You've got a very good secondary. You've got um, the ability to run the ball. Yep. And you've got weapons on the inside in, in Kittle and on the outside with uh, Debo and uh, Ayuk. Like well, and Jimmy G apparently not happy with the play calling. Yeah, did you see that video floating around? Yeah, well, Jimothy is... He's going through some stuff right these, now. What was it? These play calls suck? Or your play calls suck? Yeah, it was something along those lines. Yeah. Caught, like, on camera. That's funny. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I think that's hilarious. Yeah. That's great. I like it. Lean into it. All right. Uh, 503-250-1080. Stop me if you've heard this one before. Uh, somebody is going to tell Jim Ursay to shut up. Here's Jeff with SportsCenter. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular-season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. This is Danny and Dusty on the Odyssey app and Portland's sports leader, 1080, The Fan. All right, uh, Jim Ursay, the owner of the Colts, uh, he's going to be told to pipe down. Shut up, man, because he spilled the beans again. Um, he, in an interview with Bloomberg, just openly said, well, the, it's going to be when asked about the Seahawks and teams that may be coming for sale in a few years. He said, there's going to be a few. Seattle with Paul Allen, my friend, unfortunately, passing away and that team in a trust is going to become available, I'd imagine, in the 2024 range. Uh-oh. That's weird. It's not 10 to 15 years away, Dusty. No, no, uh, no. That's not 10 to 15 years away. That would be two years away. Uh-huh. And 2024 is a very interesting one. And this is like not just – this is not Jim Ursay shooting from the hip. This is Jim Ursay, the owner, 
Well, he has very how long has he been detailed knowledge? His family's owned it. Forever, mean, yeah. So, like, as far as like being at the head of the table, his dad moved him from Baltimore. Yeah, but I mean, as far as like, so Paul, Allen, for reference, locally, Paul Allen was the head of the table in the NBA. When Paul yeah. Allen walked into the owners' room, he had the most money, and he was one of the longest yeah. tenured owners. Yeah, Jim Irsay, while maybe not universally liked. Their family has been at the head of the table for a very long time because they have been there yeah. for a very long time. He is not just saying this as a off the beaten path of like, well, maybe they'll be for sale in twenty twenty four. Yeah, no, they're that process is already undergoing. There's a very intricate part of this, and him saying twenty twenty four because the Seahawks cannot be sold until mm-hmm. May of twenty twenty four without giving ten percent of the proceeds to the state of Washington. Remember, when Paul Allen bought the Seahawks as a civic duty, he also built a brand-new stadium. Mm. Lumen Field uh, was built, and as part of the, I I guess it was, I think it was the land 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 rights, it was that, all right, now that you bought the team and you're going to keep them, you're going to make sure that you do keep them here and they don't leave. So if they get sold between now and 2014, May of 2014, I don't know why May. 2024. um, or, or 2024, yeah. May of 2024, then you have to pay us 10% of that. That was tried to, to try and keep them here. Which you're talking about, you know, $250 million at this point. That, that team will sell for, at, at minimum, $2.5 billion, Probably closer to $4 billion. It's going to be, a, oh, it's going to be $5 billion. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, that, that's like, I'm talking the barest of minimums. Yeah, they're going to buy that thing for $5 billion. Yeah. So... When Jim Irsay says May, like he's like 2024 around that in that range, no, that's a very specific range because that means that Jody Allen and Vulcan doesn't get to or gets to keep all of it. They don't have to pony up 10% of it back to the state of Washington. They're not that is huge. Yes. That is a huge one. And I think everybody here, you sit there and you go, oh, weird. I wonder if that means the Blazers are going to be sold too because why would you sell off one of and not um, the other? The, the professional sports franchises in the sport that is more popular than the NBA, unless Jody Allen loves the Blazers like her brother did, but we know that that's not true. And so, and to kind of tick on to this a little bit, uh, yesterday at Blazers Media Day, uh, Trailblazers President Dwayne Hankins talked about the current position of the Blazers and their land use. Uh, they are wrapping up the rights with the city of Portland for the uh, usage for Veterans Memorial Coliseum at the end of this week. And then they are progressing into the new land rights deal for uh, Moda in the Rose Quarter. And that is supposed to be done here by the end of the year. As they should. So if you were wondering if the team is going to be for sale, whether or not it is or isn't, that stuff is being discussed with Vulcan right now because they can't do that and tie up those land use rights because they're going to be wanting to talk to any potential buyers to understand what projects they want to get done. And considering that Dwayne Hankins said yesterday about the Blazers pursuing an all-star game, which they won't do for a bit again till around 2030, because they're going to redo the entire area around the Rose Quarter. They should. But it, it very much sounds like that between now and then, there will probably be a sale. Yeah. Well, um, Jim Irsay, thank you for spilling the beans. I mean, I appreciate it. <laughs> because, you, I mean, you're not going to liquidate one property and not the other. You're just not. I mean, no. why, and why would you get rid of the one that is more lucrative, no. which is the NFL? And Adam Silver has said, and another owner has come out and said uh, in the NBA, that Jody Allen 
despite what the the public uh, statement of ten or fifteen years, uh, the NBA and Adam Silver have said that Jody Allen is required to sell. Yeah, so we got that going for us, which is nice. I also think that it, it opens up an, an interesting can of worms too when you're talking about uh, nobody. Though well, there's very few people that can buy a professional sports Outright. franchise now by their uh, on their own. No. They need a group, and how many cooks in the kitchen do you're you going to have? Yeah. It, it's, you're, there's very few Waltons out there who can go out and, and just buy the Denver Broncos. Well, they didn't even do it. They did it in a group, too. But, I mean, yeah, they, I know. There's very few have. of them, but yes. they, they did it yeah. in a group as well. Like, and, and you, it, that's an interesting play that we're seeing with these valuations of franchises going up so much, and the Seahawks and the Blazers are going to go for a truckload because of the new TV deals that are coming combined. They're, they're, they're going to come out at a probably around seven and a half to $8 million or $8 billion, yeah. which is insane. Woo. All right. <clears throat> uh, we get you set for what's coming up the rest of the day on the fan. This is Danny and dusty. Danny and dusty on the Odyssey app and 1080 the fan. I mean, we've been talking so much football that we get lost in the little uh, shuffle here is all of these media days that are going on and the impossible place that the Boston Celtics were in yes- yesterday as they're talking about Ime Udoka. <laughs> players are like, all right, I don't really know what you want me to tell you. You know, this is kind of uncomfortable. Um, and then today you have Phoenix Suns having their training camp. And by golly, it's awkward down there because apparently DeAndre Ayton has not spoken to his head coach, Monty Williams, since Monty benched him in Game 7 in, game seven in the NBA playoffs. So Whoa, I, I, I jokingly put out my worst vibes in the NBA list with the Celtics and Suns tied because of Ime and Sarver. Um, but there was a little implication behind that of the Suns also having a little bit more, and this is what I had heard was that uh, DeAndre still not thrilled. Um, about that entire situation. There was an offer on the table from the Indiana Pacers in a sign-and-trade with Miles Turner and uh, Buddy Heald, the, mm. the package that was basically been rumored to basically go anywhere and everywhere. And the Suns did not entertain it, which oh. the uh, Kevin Pritchard in his pettiness, shout-out Pritch Slaps, signed DeAndre Ayton to an offer sheet and said, I'm going to tie up some money and I'm going to make you pay DeAndre Ayton. Ooh. And the Suns did match, but that was at a point of, like, do it or lose him for nothing. Yeah. And that was the escalation. And DeAndre Ayton was seeking a max. This was a non, non-max contract. So it ended up being a quote-unquote win. I'm doing air quotes here for everybody, for the Phoenix Suns. But those wins over a couple million dollars where you piss off a player yeah. and you drag out a situation like this. Yep. Let's. Let me, I know this is going to be a lot, but I'm going to frame this here real quick. The Phoenix Suns asked DeAndre Ayton to sacrifice his individual numbers in the, in the 2020-2021 season when they went to the NBA Finals and faced the Milwaukee Bucks. DeAndre Ayton good-soldiered, and he was one of the most effective players in NBA playoff history. He has the highest field goal percentage and true shooting percentage in playoff history. That's how good he was on the offensive end as far as efficiency goes. So not a bad. Not bad. Fantastic rebounder, fantastic defender, was called on to defend Giannis Antetokounmpo, who was a world-beating force and did admirably Yeah, as far as anybody can do as a third-year player. And then it came time for contract negotiations. I did what I needed to do 
where's my money in his extension talks? And they said no. <laughs> After they asked him to do it, and he did it. And this is why when they were like, why don't guys just do it? Because when you sacrifice your numbers, now it's on paper. And they just go, well, your numbers weren't that good. <laughs> and this is, this is why so many people wanted to get rid of Robert Sarver, because he yep. nickel and dimed players like this all the time. All the time. And that's why you're seeing Jay Crowder asking out now because he wanted an extension after they handed out a bunch of money and he's not getting it. So you have got vibes destruction in Phoenix right now, and a lot of it has to do with money. A lot of it has to do with ego management. A lot of it has to do with massaging things over. And Monty Williams is one of the most honest, kind, genuine human beings, not just in the NBA but in the world. Mm. He's a wonderful human being. I've had a chance to talk to him numerous times over the years. He is that guy. If you want to question his character, this is the guy who was openly, publicly, and privately forgiven the man that wrecked the wife that is uh, wrecked the car that his wife and children in and killing them. So, if you want to question like the relationship between him and DeAndre Ayton, that lets you know that DeAndre Ayton is very much on the outside looking in right now. The Suns yeah. are a disaster piece of, of vibes. So, where this is going to go, I don't know. The people that I have talked to all firmly believe that DeAndre Ayton will either get on board quickly or be traded by the deadline. But the Suns, as we know it, they may just be done. They may have mismanaged this in the Sarver situation and not paying guys, jerking people around. And this is why giving Yusuf Nurkic a couple extra million dollars. Glad you said around. Yeah, you know, I'm, I listen, I, I make sure I finish that off. You always got to throw the dice. <laughs> um, but you... Uh, when it comes to paying guys, yeah, sometimes you just got to bite the bullet because it will tear a locker room apart. Because this is what made DeAndre Ayton not feel valued. He's going out there and he's doing it again, and they're asking him to go out of there and do it again in the NBA Finals. Yeah. And he's like, why? Yeah, And it, why? Bu- and and it why bubbled it, to the top. It's, and that, though, is also part of the problem with DeAndre Ayton is that it's like, it's the NBA Finals, that's why. That's why it's the NBA Finals, man. And and if you can't if you can't get up for that, yep. what are you doing here? But he was holding he was holding that grudge because of all the uh, other stuff, and it you don't know when it's gonna boil up. Man, that is not the time for it to happen, though. And they got they got some big issues. Yes, in in Phoenix, even beyond the Sarver stuff, like just the uniquely basketball roster construction stuff, they are in trouble. But they also have. A lot of assets, though, that if they get the right people in control and maybe a guy like James Jones and Monty Williams get green lights to go and, and have autonomy to make the moves that they feel mm-hmm. are necessary, they could be a championship contender. They already are. I mean, they can they can be one even more with different pieces because of the assets. Chris that Paul, have. Devin Booker, Mikhail Bridges is a hell of a starting point. I would say so. I would say so. Oh, man. That's wild. That's wild, though. The, in the look on DeAndre Ayton's face during that video, oh, when is. you showed me that video, I went, Because <laughs> the quote sounds bad. It does. But, uh, that he hasn't talked to Monty Williams since that game. But he gets, Not exit interviews, not summer, not workouts, nothing. But when you see the video, it is just, your eyes go, oh, it's that bad. Yeah, you could tell he is displeased with the fact that his coach hasn't talked to him. Yeah. But at the same time, if you don't feel as if DeAndre Ayton is in on you, I'd be so mad if I was Monty Williams. I wouldn't want to talk to him either. And he needs to come to me and and let me know why he let me and his teammates down, right? And that's another layer to this thing that makes it that much worse is 
This is a lot of time. Mm. That means they didn't have an exit interview nope. with each other, which is standard practice across any sport. Yep, GM and coach both sit down. I guarantee you DeAndre Ayton has been having exit interviews since he was in high school. Yep. I bet you he even had one after the whole Sean Miller debacle at Arizona. Mm -hmm. If not on how the season went, how to get their story straight when the NCAA (laughs) came. (laughs) Exit interviews Those checks were not signed by me. Yeah. They they were not signed by me, DeAndre. Uh, Okay, we're on the same page. We got this. We're we're, we're getting ready to go here. Um, That's crazy to think about. Uh, All right, well, hey, NBA. The drama continues in the NBA. They do it better than anybody else. Although I feel like the NFL is coming for them on the drama front. Because today we found out out that on, on, I mean, this is a car accident. Miles Garrett uh, was swerving out of the way of an animal uh, coming home from practice on a wet road in Berea, Ohio. Folks, I'll just say this now. Unless it's deer-sized or bigger, accelerate through the animal. He rolled his Porsche. And that he's okay and out of the hospital. I have a hard time seeing a man that long. Have you ever seen Miles Garrett in person? Uh, in, in person? Yeah. No. He was at a uh, charity basketball event that I was at was a year before COVID. And I was in shock Yeah. of who how big that man is. Him, him getting in a Porsche and LaMarcus getting in a Ferrari are just two. Because remember, LaMarcus routinely wrecked his Ferrari going to Blazers games. There was like four different incidents. And I'm like, why is a seven-footer driving a Ferrari? This is a game that, this is a car that is custom engineered for you to not drive. Miles mm. Garrett is so big, how, you need a shoehorn to get him in the car. Hmm. Go, go, get a, go get a range. Yeah, get something big. Like, it's, it's okay. You don't have to get in that. Yeah. I don't know, it's weird. All right, well, he's okay. He's I'm glad he's okay. I mean, anytime you roll a car and you get out okay, you just, you know... Cross your chest and point up. All right, we are out for today. We will be back tomorrow. Ryan Horvath, our Bet MGM insider, joins us as he does every Wednesday at 1 30. Uh, up next, you got prime time with Isaac and Souk from 3 to 7. Have a great Tuesday. See you Wednesday right here on The Fan. Finger licking good special. That's what I'm talking about. Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Over here. 
plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.